podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Slogging It. Now, this will have appeared in your timeline uh, in a slightly different time than one would normally expect. Um, The reason for that is, uh, as a a group and and as something that's always looking to evolve and change and figure how we can kind of best serve you guys, our listeners and what have you, we've decided to split the podcast. Um, So each week, uh, probably early in the week, Monday, maybe Tuesday, uh, we will cover our last week in cricket. Uh, and then on Thursdays, you will get the interview. So uh, we're aware that some people might just want to listen to the interview. Some people might just want to listen to us rant on bollocks about cricket. And so that's why we've tried, decided to split them out. So uh, there will be two bits of slogging it coming at you on a weekly basis. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we feel and, you know, having done a load of research into uh, how people are engaging with us and listening to us, that that's the right way to go. So... This gentleman is the first last week in cricket. So loads to get through. We're going to talk England and India uh, and the shit show that that was. Robbo's going to have a massive run at the negative England fans, which I'll more than happily join him on. Uh, the IPL auction happened and uh, we'll, and uh, we're going to talk about Laura Bailey's interview that came out. So um, as always, I would like to welcome Eugene and Robbo. Hi, gents. I'm very good. Thank you, mate. Are you? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you, Eugene? Yeah, yeah, very well, very well. I've put the heating back on for those of you that uh, listened to the last week's podcast when I said that summer had come and I'd uh, turned the heating off. It's back on. (laughs) Brilliant. And uh, me and Robbo have been on uh, off air together for fifteen minutes and already want to kill each other tonight. So uh, considering we've got this, it feels a bit strong. Maybe me. Maybe just me. The big smoke night night in big smoke big night in straight after it. It might be quite a tempestuous evening. Um, So straight into it. Um, we are going to cover off first. What should we go with? We will go. Let's go into the deep end. Let's cover England, India. Um, on you go. I think that India are going to be playing against New Zealand in the um, Test Championship final because I can't see England winning the next two Tests based on the BCCI preparing dust bowls. Huh? There was a there was an image that came out from uh, a new satellite camera that is on Mars which I quite conceivably thought was the next pitch that they were going to be played on because it was just dust. Mm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know if any either of you saw, there was a video that came out today uh, of them rolling the pitch, rolling the wicket, and everyone's like, oh, it's yeah. green, they're going to prepare a seam. They're going to... I was like, we're five days away from the test match. It's got hardly any grass on it as it is, and they're just going to let it bake for five days and not put it, any it water on it. In other news, they've gone and taken a camera around St Andrews, and apparently the greens there for the Open this summer are looking a little bit long. They're not playing till August, but who gives <laughs> yeah, a... <laughs> exactly. yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, look, I've taken aim at the BCCI quite a lot in the last few days, and uh, will continue to do so. I think they're a corrupt organisation. Uh, they don't want to play cricket by the same rules as the rest of world cricket. And uh, yeah, I've sent them a couple of tweets uh, to 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 uh, give them my opinion. That's, that's going to make um, a difference. <laughs> JG cricket badge is now bought from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just look. I, I I think that I don't really have a problem with people preparing conditions to suit their best skills. No so problem then. with that. But I think there's a limit, and I don't think balls ripping through the top in the first session on day one is within those limits. 
Um, don't, don't know, mate. They they got they got six hundred runs in a test. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And, they... a number eight got a hundred. The wicket was mm-hmm. fine. If that had been when England bowled Australia out for, I'm going twenty fifteen starting. Yeah, when England bowled in uh, Australia out at Trembridge for sixty, everyone, every England flat fan on the planet stood there and went, Australians can't play in swinging conditions on a green pitch at Trembridge. It's unacceptable. Like, no one was there going, it's unacceptable. No one was sat there going, they're just Australia, can't play in the conditions. They got bowled out for 60. I think it's slightly different right? when you've got an Australian well, seam attack. Hold on. If you've got an Australian seam attack that is seen to be as good as England's, but it wasn't. Stuart Broad just bowled better than them. Australia, Australia's seam attack all bowl back of a length. They all hit Australian length. England go and bowl in Australia and can't bowl out there. It's the same as England going bowl in India and can't bowl there. England, England fans can't have it. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that India can't bat in England conditions, English conditions, and then moan when English batters can't play top. You're talking the best spin bowlers yeah, in no, the world I'm, because they have to be. Think, I don't England. think I'm, I'm not arguing with that. I'm not saying that. I've I, said I, I agree with them. You can't blame the I've, 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 You can't blame the I've said to you. I've had a really fucking long I, week. At the end of the day, right? You, 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 there are limits. We I agree about with you. I don't think, right. I agree with India preparing turning wickets, right? That's fine. It's their conditions. Everybody does it within within limits. Um, but I think that if it if it's ripping through the top in the first session of the first day of a test match, I think that's gone beyond the limits. I completely agree with you about the fans and the fans' reactions. And we'll come on to that later. It seems like you've just you, you kind of just got your little Fred Flintstone toes going at the top of your mark, haven't you? And you're desperate to set off and have a charge not, in, but not really. I just well, it, well, it, it does my head in the double standards. It's just double standards all well, the time. I don't, I, with, with, I don't agree with you with England, specifically with England fans, because you can't. If Australia, when the, the best Australia side had a theory to win a test, like Australia used to have a theory to score six hundred runs and they would win most test matches. India scored 600 plus runs and England on a wicket, it doesn't matter that England, Australia batted on day one, uh, India, sorry, batted on day one and it was how it was. It was spinning. Rohit Sharma gunned it, got yeah, 160, yeah, yeah. right? England batted on day two, couldn't hack it, right? Couldn't play on it. India then batted on day three on a pitch that was worse than day one and two and got 280. Of course, they're more right? adapted to playing in those conditions, no question. So, but when when so, when Rohit Sharma's got when Rohit Sharma's got a hundred out of the first hundred and fifty, and every commentator to a man going, "India have won this test," because they knew England never had a chance. Right, and but why is that? Is that because of the pitch or because England aren't good enough at playing spin? They're the two reasons. Well, they played spin. England, they played, they played spin well enough in the first in the first game, didn't they? On on a wicket that wasn't spinning, it did spin. No, no, yeah, it did. It did. Not in comparison. Well, no, one. because the second one was a wank fucking pitch. So, well, so my point is, was the England pitch when England bowled out Australia for sixty a wank pitch? No. Why not? <laughs> right, I got an idea here. I think it's a different I, argument. I'm sorry. I, I, I agree. I it's not. It's just comparing a pitch to your to see. Well, yeah, Eugene I, agrees with me. Uh, I, I, I actually agree with Si on this. I think it's the. Oh, you dickhead. No, I have a reason for that. And I've actually got a question. Do the ICC now look at that pitch and call it a substandard pitch and dock points like they do in the county championship? So like Somerset's a couple of years ago, made an absolute turner. Um, I think it was two years ago. And they got 
duck points. Yeah. Now, mm. do the ICC have that ability? I doubt that they will because it's the BCCI. But do they have that ability to say to the BCCI, you know, guys, that pitch was substandard because of what was happening on day one? I don't. I don't think uh, the BCCI can be told anything by anybody. Yeah, I think and, they've and look, got. I think they've got that much control over world cricket that they can do what they want. I think yeah. half the reason for Coley behaving as he behaves most of the time um, is because he feels that with the BCC behind him, he can effectively do pretty much what he wants. Yeah, I did so, the. Um, I, I was on the third down at Third Man podcast last night with um, our, our, our mates Ash, from, yeah. from there, and um, Benny Howell was on with us. Uh, he was obviously one of our Woodstock pros. And he was saying that he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't actually have a problem with the way that Coley um, is on the pitch. And you know, we were talking about Shane Watson's podcast, or Eugene and I were talking about Shane Watson's podcast off air before, and Robbo was being his usual self. Um, and um, but they were talking that a lot of those guys talk about Coley on it and the way he acts on the pitch. And people don't seem to have a, the pros don't seem to have that much of a problem with it because they're like, well, if they if it takes that for him to get into the position where he feels he plays best cricket, that's fine. Like Apparently, mm. by all accounts, off the pitch, he's quite a decent fella. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just so, think that the, the BCC, I won't change anything for anybody. Yeah. So looking ahead now, we know that India are going to be preparing a wicket that's going to be turning and there's going to be a lot of spin. What did England have to do to win the third test, considering they got properly outdone on spin on the on, on, on the second test? What, are, what changes do they of... need to make? Have some kind of swapsy agreement so we can get Rohit Sharma, Ashwin, and uh, and a couple of the other lads playing for us. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's just a case they've got to yeah. play better. They've, got, they've just got to play better. If it, the, the the way that that wicket was on the last day, on the last two days, if you can get take the game into the last two days, you're in the fixture. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter you're a seamer, a spinner. Everyone says it favoured seam. The reason it uh, favoured spin, sorry, the reason it favoured spin is because India's best bowlers, certainly in that side, without Jasper Bumrah, are their spins. Yeah. yeah. If you'd have had, on that last few days, a good quality seam attack with the ball, it wasn't like, everyone talks about, like it, it was like it was Sabina Park in the 90s when, when people were getting hit on the head from full mm. of length. It, it was good. Yes, it, it dusted when it went through the top. It wasn't flying all over the place. It was spinning, and yes, it was turning. But, like, it wasn't dangerous. You had to find a method. At the end of the day, if Ravi Ashwin, who, yes, averages 60 against England or whatever it is, can find a way to score 100 on day three, it ain't that bad. So the way I think England win the game is to play better, like they did in the first test. So, and I don't disagree with you um, on the Ashwin thing, and he came out and he he walloped it. is there cause or slight argument to say that given the, the position that he was in, he could basically go in and bat without risk? And would he have to bat, Would he have approached his innings differently being in that position as an Indian at that point in the game than any of the England batters could at any point in the game? I yeah, mean, you look, at, you look at Moen Ali, who was basically on a hiding to nothing and basically bought himself a massive IPL contract, didn't he, by <laughs> yeah. whacking almost 15, 18 balls or whatever it was. Like, I mean, fair fucks to him. He, 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 he's literally, yeah, then, then obviously, you know, we'll come on to the whole mismanagement of that situation afterwards, but he must have been on the plane home going, ha cheers, yeah. I've absolutely timed... 800 bags <laughs> yeah, in the back pocket. Yeah. I've just timed that. Like, just unbelievable skills from the lad. Um, but, yeah. I don't disagree with what you're saying about, yes, he was kind of in a position where there was nothing on it, and quite a lot of those types of innings do come like that, but... Like you, there's, there's, 
England have done that to India quite have, a few yeah. times. England have had him in, in bother, and he has got, a, a, looking at stats the other day, like I say, averages about 55 or whatever it is against England. He's got Miles five test hundreds of anybody else <laughs> than against anybody else. Uh, he averages well, about like, mid-20s yeah. against most people, and then just looks... Yeah. By miles, but by that same token, when you look at like the great players from the past that have dug people out, so if you're talking about counter-attacking batter, people that Gilchrist is the biggest yeah. one. And how many times? And pe- no, everyone said, "Oh, it's just Gilchrist being great." It wasn't the fact that Australia, when he scored big runs, were a hundred for five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone like. And he, but he had nothing to lose. If he gets naught and Australia get bowled out for 130, everyone remembers the fact the top six didn't get any. Yeah. Like, he, that is the, the epitome of no pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can remember talk about Tom Brady made a comment about when being interviewed about when he was being six points down with two minutes to go and how did he win so many yeah. games. Tom Brady said, you're six points down with two minutes to go. You've lost. There is no pressure on you. So yeah, you yeah. can play, you're saying you can play freely. Is that what you're saying? I mean, you, you, you can play freely. You can do what you like. It's a good point that you bring up there, guys. My, my question there is, is that if the, if the toss had been won by, or well, the, I don't know who won the toss or lost the toss in that first innings, or in the first game. India I'm won it. I presume oh, India won we, it and chose no, to bat. Yeah, we won it and chose yeah. to bat in the first one. And then, and so then India won the second one and chose to So it's yeah. going to be really interesting to Nasser see Hussain, that trend. wasn't captain in the second <laughs> test. It's going to be really interesting to see that trend and say, on the third test and the fourth test, whoever wins the toss, do they win the test? Yeah, it's well, going to be interesting. Well, Look, I, I think whoever bats first is in the box seat because yeah. India are basically... It's a bit playing with fire, isn't it? If, regardless of Simon and I's disagreement or... And it's not really a disagreement. I just think the pitch was a bit too far that way. I don't think that... I do agree that India should be allowed to prepare turning pitches. I just think it was a bit too much for my liking. Um, but uh, I, I think that they are playing with fire because preparing a reasonably flat one for the first two days, England dominated them. So it's very unlikely for India, having dominated us so much in the second test, that they're going to prepare either of the next two wickets to behave any differently, regardless of the pink ball under lights, whatever. Benny again last night said that those pink balls rag. Even so if they're red. going to well, turn... There seems a yeah, rock yeah. hard on them. So if they... Um, if... They are taking a risk because if England win the toss both times and bat first, which would be the sensible thing to do, India probably will still back themselves to to, yeah. to beat England, even if England bat first. But uh, England, you know, have to win both tosses, you'd think, to have any kind of chance of, of winning the series. It does bring into question now, when you are playing away from home, should the opposition get to choose without a toss? They've tried that before gonna... in county cricket and it didn't work, did it? Didn't it? Okay. Well, it, the, I think the thing is in county cricket, when it, it, I, I personally think it did work in county cricket, and that's because it made teams produce better yeah. pitches because it wasn't a 50 50 toss for coin. When if mm-hmm. you're playing against Kent, for example, you know you can't produce a green one because otherwise Darren Stevens will wobble in with his 70 mile an hour nipple about us, and all of a sudden you lose the toss and you're bowled out by lunch on day one. So you're out the game. I think what it did, if you if you're talking about within a country where all the pitches, I know like people go to Old Trafford, it's it's a better pitch. The ovals a better pitch. Like you, you get a little bit of mm. deviation, but what you won't get is the massive change that there is between playing in the subcontinent and then yeah. here. So if you if you do do that, well, I don't think it actually make too much of a difference. I think India would still produce a spinning pitch and back themselves. Yeah. I think they're going to produce a spinning pitch this time and go, well, if, if we lose the toss, Ashwin, 
the left armor Axel Patel and their spinners, they will back whether they bowl first, second, or whatever, they will back them to bowlers out. So I think it's it's a bit of a, a false kind of thing. It's like England would if you were to face um, on a not a, an absolute damp squid of a seeming pitch, but on a a green, typically English pitch, England would back themselves to bowl out an India or would have done in the past uh, an India or a Pakistan or a Sri Lanka bowling second. Then then they would have done bowling first. They it would be seen as the same thing. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that at all, uh, really. I, I do think that we do have to move on, uh, though, I'm afraid. Um, as we're on this subject, I'm, I'm going to let Simon start scraping his feet like a bull, uh, going to have a charge at a matador. Um, we do have to talk about the England fans. The reaction to uh, the Moen Ali situation, uh, I think some of it's been pretty average this week, uh, You know, and that's being quite kind about it. Um, Robbo, you can lead on this one. It's a similar thing to the last one. It's a, it's a similar. It, it, have an understanding. Just understand stuff a little bit. In, English press and England fans, no matter what sport they're in, love to hate their international stars. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it be Wayne Rooney, whether it be Moeen Ali, whether it be Ben Stokes, whether it be, and they love nothing more than to build someone up to absolutely hack their legs from underneath them, to then go, oh, well, now we'll build them up again because that's all right. Fuck off. I've, it's not all I've, right. I've also got a thing that um, there, there's a lot of there's been a lot of hate for um, the 100 recently on, on some of the stuff that I see online and what have you. Um, and just because people think they know about cricket doesn't mean that they know anything about cricket. There's so many opinions out there from people who are, you know, at best armchair cricket fans who then think, oh, I pay my I pay my membership at Taunton every year and go and sit there in the cold and watch. So that gives me a, a really good opinion on cricket and how it should be played. No, sorry. It, like, you, you have to move with the modern game just because you don't like the 100, for example that doesn't make your opinion and view on it balanced like i'm i'm sorry like the 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 100 is yet to be proven i think we can all agree on that and we'll well you need to be open minded to see if it is going to do well for english cricket people who have this inherent love of county cricket i i love county cricket i think the three of us do but i think we can all accept the fact that the 100 is coming it is going to happen and um as much as it maybe is to the detriment of the the 50 over competition a little bit and we've discussed about the fact that we think it's the ECB trying to have some new flagship product that they've created. Um, you've got to get on board with it. And, and you know, just because there are some people that don't mind the 100, doesn't you, just because you oppose it doesn't make your opinion any more valuable than theirs. Uh, there's some, honestly, there's some uh, like proper arguments going on online about it. Like, just get over yourselves. You're not going to do anything about it. It is on its way. Hmm. Is this a problem that only England have? Versus other fans worldwide, do the Aussies do that? Do the Saffirs do that? Do the West Indies boys do that? I think I think the problem is abroad. They certainly they do it when they start losing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in England, we do it when they're freaking winning. Yeah, I, I also like, think with the hundred, it, 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 it has rocked the boat, hasn't it? Because you know we had T Twenty, we let it go, and now it is that it does scream of the ECB wanting to do something radical just so they can pin, yeah, you know, I, a 
put the flag up and say, oh, we've created it. Yeah. I think the same people that are moaning about the 100 were the same people moaning about T20. And when Chris Morris is getting paid £2 bazillion for six weeks' work, he's going to be laughing at every old fuddy-dud that stood there at the start of T20 and went, no, it's crap. I think what some people need to realise is... I had a conversation, and it's a similar thing. I had a conversation with my mum the other day to talk about online shopping. Right? My mum hates online shopping because she can't go to the shop. But unfortunately, my mum, being the one person in a gazillion people that goes shopping, doesn't keep John Lewis open. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, I see your so point. So if you're one of four people who goes and sits there with your mates at 15 rows away in the in the whatever stand, the Radcliffe Road stand at Trent Bridge, whilst not are playing Essex on day three, and you don't buy anything from the shop because you take your little packed lunch and you sit there with your mug of coffee going, hmm, yes, this is lovely. There'll be some guy scoring somewhere as well who's not getting paid to do it. He's just doing it for shits and giggles. That's fine. But you guys are not keeping English cricket afloat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You paying £100 a year to be a membership member of Nuts. Does not keep English cricket. I, I, I saw him. I saw him one of these things the other day. They, um, they were saying oh, that the hundreds destroying the counties, but not absolutely not because the counties are benefiting because all the teams are owned by the ECB, and then the money will be redistributed back into cricket um, through yeah. sponsorship yeah. and the rights being sold and blah blah blah. Um, You've got to look at American sports. American sports, how the franchise system works, and everyone splits <laughs> the money. Everyone gets their fair share. It all works its way down. And everyone ends up better off. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I think it's a um, it, it's people who are just unaccepting of a new uh, product. To to be quite honest, and I, I actually quite like the online shopping analogy because yeah, it, it is a similar similar thing in my mind. Um, so obviously Simon has again jumped the gun uh, on the next topic, bringing up Chris Morris. But if you if you were David Milan, right. <laughs> And you're the number one T20 batsman in the world. And Chris Morris, I mean, who's made a career out of carrying drinks in the IPL, goes for 11 times the amount you do. You must be going, fuck <laughs> off. Well, he has, he has just scored eight in the big bash. He didn't have a great big bash. But he's still, he's still, the, he's still <laughs> the number one international T20 batsman in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I mean, Moeen, as we said, you know, he's absolutely nailed that. Uh, Alex Hale, Jason Roy, gone unsold. Aaron Finch went unsold. Um, but there's, I mean, Gwen Maxwell, another one. Great player. But gets paid fortunes every year because every owner that ever buys him must be going, well, fucking hell, he's not had a good year for ages, so he must be due one because he keeps <laughs> calling himself the big show. Um, like, when does he end up, when's he going to start calling himself the little show or the underachieving show? Um uh, <laughs> You know, well overpaid show. Um, just, just nuts. The the money. I mean, hold on. Someone, um, Chris Morris, I think it was. RCB bought him last year for ten million or ten kroner or whatever it is, like a million, whatever it is. It's a million, yeah. Yeah. This year, re- released him, then bid nine hundred and fifty grand, fifty grand less than he released him for back, and that's obviously what pushed the price up and pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. It's bonkers, mm. and I understand how they must have like all rounders. Okay, we need it. We need all rounders, and we're going to spend big money on them and so another. Fucking hell! It's a bit. It's a bit crazy, isn't it? I was watching some of that, and it was just yeah, the money that they were spending was was unbelievable. But yeah, the players that were buying were just bonkers. I didn't quite understand it. Um, I will say this though, 
they might as well just give um, RCB the trophy now. And the reason they I say that is because... Handy, uh, they? And they brought Dan Christian, who has more silverware than a sunken pirate ship with the amount of, you know... <laughs> he, so he's he AB goes, de Villiers. AB de Villiers. Yes, you. Uh, Virat Kohli. Glenn, Glenn Maxwell. The, the overpaid little show. Uh, uh, um, they've also got... Uh, They've only, they've only got off, they've, they've, they've used, I was reading that article today, they've used something like 80% of their wage cap on six, six players. Yep. They've also got and... Jameson from New Zealand and Dan okay. Christian. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be honest, and this isn't, I've never met Glenn Maxwell, the other four are playing. Because Jameson mm-hmm. can play, Dan Christian wins games, and AB de Villiers is, is winning games hands down. How many overseas are you allowed in the... <clears throat> In the three, side again, it? or four, four, four. Okay, is it four? So they, they, that's your four, then, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be AB. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be Maxi. It's going to be um, Christian and James. Christian and Jameson. That'll be your four. Um, <clears> I, well, I they've spent eighty percent of their their available um, wages already. Like Simon says, they're, they're just going to have to fill it full of you know. I do have um, another thought as to why I think Morris went for so much money. He's not in the South African setup, so he's going to be available to play. Yeah, he's available all the game. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wins games. Morris, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, you, you can, I can, I've watched him a few times, and the guy, he's, he's a boring cricketer. He does have some games wrong. where he just, he, he's just unbelievable, though, doesn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah, he, he hits a good ball. He bowls and gas. He's, he's bowling at the death. He's not someone that runs in and bowls a back of a hand slower ball. He doesn't bowl like all these leg cutters and all this kind of jive that a lot of people do not like the left armour from. Uh, Bangladesh. The... Oh, um, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like he just runs in, he hits a length with a new ball, and then at the death, he bowls Yorkers, and he wins mm. games of cricket. And that's at the end of the day, RCB didn't win it last year because they didn't have a bowler that won games of cricket. I agree. He but wins, Chennai, he Chennai wins are by far the most successful team in the front in the in the IPL. Mm. They've got the best bowlers, in my opinion, or they had the best bowlers. That's the thing about RCB. I mean, I've always been an RCB fan from when they started way back in 2010, I think it was, or whatever it was. And RCB always had, they could always score a million runs, but never defend them. Because they, you know, they'd score a million and one. Um, yeah. But but that's, you know, now that they've got Christian Jameson and, and obviously a couple of other, you know, decent bowlers in there, you'd, I think they're going to do well. You'd argue that bowling like that is still not, I mean, Jameson's good, don't get me wrong. Unproven in T20, though. He's had a real great start to his yeah. uh, Red Bull career. And he's but... never played in India. Yeah. He's never played in India. Um, you, you'd say I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and what and what you've got. You look at the Rajasthan side now. Archer won Player of the Tournament, but Archer won Player of the Tournament through just being Mister Consistent. Every game he'd get two for two for two for thirty. What he wouldn't get is four for ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you, you look what what the sides that win it have got eleven or twelve players that each win one game. Now, and they might do nothing. Chris Gale, for example, used to go out, not, 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 whack. 120, 40 balls, win the yeah. game. But what they're back is the other players to then, one of one, they're backing one player to come off. You look at RCB, and yes, Coley will score eight fifties in a row, but he'll do it off 35. I'm not saying Coley's not a great player, he's yeah. incredible. But Coley would get 50 off 35 balls, and RCB get 140. And if he does that seven times in a row, that's great. But they've got 140. They, they might win four of them. Didn't Coley, like four but, years ago, score a thousand runs or something? Something mad, yeah. Yeah, 900. 900. Yeah. 
but they they finished no what, way. Exactly. fourth which is which is what i mean like they the players that win it are these absolute game changers that come in and they'll get 100 in the tournament they'll score 200 runs in the tournament but then everyone in their squad will will yeah. do that. and so that's it's i don't know whether that's whether you want to almost be that mr consistent because that's it doesn't win your games of cricket. Yeah. I think the um, we, we're going to have to move on. Obviously, we'll be talking a lot about the IPL over the next two or three months. Uh, and I think by this point next week, we will have had the 100 draft. Uh, I think there's only like 35 picks available. There's been a lot of um, players retained and what have you. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, just want to cover off the, the uh, interview with Laura uh, before we finish. Um, brilliant. Great to have our first uh, women's cricketer on the pod. We've obviously got Lydia Greenway mm. coming on um, in the not-too-distant future, which is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, it's really cool to, to listen to her story, the trials and tribulations, and it's been a pretty um, pretty up-and-down road for us, hasn't it, at, at times? But, yeah, it was great to, great to talk to her and hear her passion for the game, having come to it at 23. Yeah, it, it was. You could definitely say it was up-and-down, even when she was listening to it back. I don't know if you saw the Instagram Live post she put. She was like, <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it, basically, because... Uh... <laughs> She feels like listening to herself is, is probably not something that she's used to. So yeah, you know, not only tri- trials and tribulations in, uh, in on the cricket field, but also listening to herself was 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 funny to watch. I tell you what, it's a good job that us three don't mind listening to ourselves. It's the only way we get any ratings. Uh... <laughs> Talking of ratings, please make sure that you give us five stars on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, Apple. Yeah. We've got, we've got some really nice reviews on Apple actually, do, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and ratings. So. Yeah, please, uh, please go onto Apple. Even if you don't listen on Apple, go just go onto Apple, search "sogging it," hit the five star button, and just tell us how good we are. Um, we're all pretty yeah. fragile, so it really does help. Yeah, I'll just say that I think Laura is an absolute inspiration for any cricketer at any level, and no matter what light it comes to, because she constantly was trying to get to that next stage. When she was just starting, she worked hard to get better. She then got picked up. By, by Surrey, she worked hard to get and that doesn't matter whether you're in the third team or the second team or you're in the first team at a club and you want to get onto an academy at Knotts or a county or whatever it might be just shows that like there's no reason why if you don't keep working hard and don't keep putting the effort in that you might that you can't get there and if you get knocked back it happens move on, yeah. go yeah, again yeah. 100%. I, do, I do have to correct something I said that Spencer were going to be playing against the Twickenham ladies, they are what I didn't realise is that the division that we're in, we're going to be playing against Spencer Twos. So unfortunately, ah. we're not going to be playing against Laura. Well, I say unfortunately, fortunately, by the sounds of things, because she sounds like she's yeah. quite feisty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, so that was great. Um, obviously, looking on to our next interview, uh, Paul Franks from Nottinghamshire, the general. Uh, we had a chat with him the other night, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, definitely well worth checking that out. Uh, just you know, to hear him talk about. Some of the tough times he's faced, but you know, a fantastic career as both a club and professional cricketer, and now as a, a coach all over the world, um, and just a really chilled out bloke. Like what a pleasure he was to talk to, um, just a, a normal fella uh, who's had a great career. So yeah, definitely check that out. Um, before we go, we do have to thank our um, partners. So obviously uh, the Lords Taverners. Uh, please do continue to support them by. Uh, texting tabs 11 and to 70331 to donate three pounds please make sure you are at least 16 of the bill pairs permission to do so uh, woodstock cricket as always and of course big smoke brewery 
Um, don't forget about the golf day uh, to get involved in that. There'll be a lot more stuff um, coming out about that. We, we've absolutely got our ducks in a row now, so in the next few weeks you'll start to hear a lot more. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll be hearing more about the, the, the slogging at 11 as well as time progresses. So uh, enjoy the next couple of days, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, have you with us when we release the episode of Frank Frank in the week. Sports Social Podcast Network.